Hi, this is Sumedha from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 17th of August. Today, during the Supreme Court hearing on the abrogation of Article 370, senior advocate Rajiv Dhawan emphasized that article was a significant facet of India's multi-symmetrical federalism. He said the article that gave a special status to Jammu and Kashmir could not be regarded as a relic but rather a brilliant articulation of statesmanship by the framers of the Indian constitution. Dhawan contended that the abrogation of article 370 in August 2019 was not permissible since the state was under the president's rule and the consent of the state government was necessary for such action. He further argued that the Indian parliament could not assume the powers of the state legislature and unilaterally alter the identity of Jammu and Kashmir. The Supreme Court during the proceedings indicated that the surrender of Jammu and Kashmir's sovereignty to India was complete with its accession in 1947. The arguments were heard by a constitution bench led by Chief Justice D.Y. Chandrachur. The bench comprises Justices Sanjay Kishan Kaul, Sanjeev Khanna, B.R. Gavai and Surekant. Several petitions have challenged the abrogation of the provisions of Article 370 and the Jammu and Kashmir Reorganization Act 2019, which resulted in the split the erstwhile state into two union territories, Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh. The petitions are focused on the legality of the central government's move, with legal experts arguing about the extent of the president's powers and the role of the constituent assembly in decisions related to Article 370. Senior advocate Dushan Dave referred to various Supreme Court rulings and highlighted the significance of interpreting the instrument of accession in the context of Article 370. He argued that the abrogation should have been carried out throughout the exercise of constituent power under Article 368 rather than by legislative power. The court questioned whether the abrogation could have been done after the dissolution of the constituent assembly. The hearing addressed the essence of constitutional principles, the relationship between Article 370 and the IOA, the power dynamics between the state and the union, and the legalities of the abrogation process. Senior advocates presented arguments emphasizing the democratic process, constitutional values, and the need for substantial consensus in such a significant decisions. Today, Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur said that. The significant allocation of funds for the third phase of the e-courts project will introduce technology into the judiciary particularly in lower courts. Responding to senior advocate Dushyant Dave's call for technological enhancement in lower courts, the chief justice presiding over a constitution bench hearing the article 370 challenge shared a case where a high court lacked funds for video conferencing software during the COVID-19 pandemic. The new budget aims to make lower courts technology friendly. The third phase of the project was announced in the union budget with rupees 7000 crore following the success of virtual courts during the pandemic. Today the Bharatiya Janata Party unveiled two significant election committees for Rajasthan in anticipation of the assembly elections in the state later this year. Notably Vasundhara Rajay former chief minister and prominent party leader was absent from both of the panels. These committees responsible for election management and the creation of the election manifesto were established under the direction of the party's national president JP Nadda. The 21 members election management committee will be chaired by Narayan Panchareya, a former member of parliament. 
Meanwhile, the Pradesh Sankalp Patra or Manifesto Committee will be led by Union Minister Arjun Ram Meghwal. The announcement regarding the two committees was made by BJP State President C.P. Joshi along with party leader Arun Singh. The development signifies the party's strategic preparations for the upcoming polls in the state. The Advertising Standards Council of India has introduced new guidelines effective from today requiring medical practitioners, health and fitness experts and finance professionals with recognized certifications to disclose their credentials while sharing information, promoting products or making health related claims. Social media influencers must label all their advertisements clearly, the guidelines said. Finance influencers giving advice about stocks or investments should be registered with SEBI and display their SEBI registration number, while those providing other financial advice should hold suitable qualifications such as IRDAI insurance license and certifications such as CA, CS among others. Health and nutrition influencers must possess relevant qualifications like medical degrees or certifications in nursing, nutrition, dietics, physiotherapy or psychology. The guidelines aim to ensure that consumers can identify promotional content and make informed decisions, especially in health and finance domains. Non-compliance could result in penalties under the Consumer Protection Act 2019. Today, a boat carrying migrants was found drifting near Cape Wood in West Africa. Most of the people on the boat are believed to be from Senegal and at least 60 are feared dead. The vessel, which had been at the sea for over a month, was initially thought to have sunk, but was later confirmed to be drifting. As many as 38 survivors, including four children aged 12 to 16, were rescued and taken to the island of Sal. The boat had departed from the Senghalese village of Faseboy on 10th of July with 101 passengers. Cape Verde officials have emphasized the need for global migration action to prevent further tragedies. The migrants' intended destinations was likely not Cape Verde but rather the Canary Islands, a hazardous route to the EU. The motivations behind the migration range from the poverty to political instability. Listeners, the devastation after torrential rains this year has been the worst in Himachal Pradesh, with many pointing to the cost of careless construction. More than a hundred dead, thousands stranded, properties mangled and damaged to the tune of 8,000 crore rupees as per official estimates. But what can explain the scale of the disaster in the hill state? Was it an extreme climate mess? Could the government have tackled it any better? What does it mean for other habitats across the country? Environment journalist Hridesh Joshi will try to answer these questions through videos and ground reports in Hindi and English. You can watch his latest report from Himachal Pradesh titled River Didn't Come to Us, We Went to It, How NHAI's All-Weather Highways Eroded in Himachal. In the report, he looks at how in the aftermath of the floods, more than 1,200 roads were blocked in the state due to landslide erosion. Go to newslaundry.com and contribute to this NL Sena project to help us tell more such stories. We are able to bring you our reports and analysis only because you have got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 900 rupees a quarter. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. 
We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world. Save the world.